Hey everybody, welcome to the Sit Dominion Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Dana Martin, and with me today is Cam and Zane. How are you guys doing? Well. Good. Zane? Yeah, okay. So, uh, <laughs> you're free. Okay. Zane's in 2007 right now. <laughs> Dude, that, that picture's priceless. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, technology. Uh, no, uh, man, welcome back. We uh, finished up the Darth Vader stuff uh, and then had an episode last week where we talked about some what if scenarios. A um, little bit about the what if scenarios uh, because I was, you know, trying to get content for my article. So, Appreciate everyone's input. Thank you. <laughs> and the article went out today. Uh, so what's up, Andrew? So we uh, we will be talking about that because there was a lot of engagement uh, with the posts that I made on my personal page, but also uh, within the um, the geekdom pages on Facebook that Geek News now runs and operates. And I thought it was great to see that sort of engagement. We got a lot of different what if scenarios and i'm stoked this is gonna be fun um so what did you guys do this last week what'd you do cameron just visited family uh started reading fellowship of the ring so that's been that's been fun um not just not a whole lot honestly outside of that zane All right. He's just, you know, he's never played Overwatch. Oh, sorry. Play Overwatch. <laughs> we got to give him like a 15 second like delay. I know. I know. This is going <laughs> to be awesome. Is your phone charged? Yeah. Oh, wait. You're not off your phone. You're just using your phone as the camera, right? It won't let me use my phone. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so yeah, you played Overwatch. Uh, you, have, you had a tournament and stuff, or was that completed? Um, it it ended. We lost. Sorry to hear that. So, uh, the Get Good podcast is uh, part of all of that stuff. Uh, there was an individual you said that like Star Wars a little bit. That we might try to see if we can get on. Is that correct? Get a mound. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, my mic just broke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I'm totally down with that. Uh, just I'll uh, I'll give you the email to the show, and he can. Uh, I'll shoot him an email. You get his email for me. Always willing to have some guests, especially cross platforms and uh, cross topics. Even uh, you know we've had teachers on, we've had lawyers on, we've had business owners on. Uh, it's always good to get that piece of fandom, but also that real life kind of connection to Star Wars and what Star Wars means uh, in in people's lives. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing over the next six weeks. So we're going to be breaking down the Sith code. Uh, peace is a lie. There's only passion. That's the very first uh, piece. I wouldn't say it's a tenant, but it's the first piece of the Sith code. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, what that means and what uh, what that means to us and that how there's some positivity in that and also some negativity in that, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So 
Can't wait. This is going to be fun. Uh, moving on to the what if stuff. So if you go to geeknewsnow.net, you'll see that article that I wrote that is for doo -doo -doo, Star Wars what if. So as I stated, I threw out uh, across a, a couple of different groups, and some of the stuff I got back was uh, that people would like to see what if Anakin had the high ground? What if Darth Maul had beat Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon? What if Anakin helped Mace arrest Palpatine? Uh, what if Qui-Gon trained Anakin? What if Darth Vader killed Sidious in a fit of rage when he was told about Padme's death? I thought that was a, that was an interesting one. Um, so yeah, what, what would be y'all's number one what if? What if Luke, jo what if Luke joins Vader? It's always going to be number one for me. At what point? Uh, what would you want to see, like in Empire, when he first asks him to join, or in uh, Return of the Jedi? I think uh, probably Empire when he tells him that he's his father. I think that would have been interesting. I feel like Luke post Empire when he's going through Obi Wan's hut, looking through texts and stuff, and learning about kind of like his history, essentially, and the Jedi's history. I think. I don't really see Luke in Return of the Jedi turning to. Mm. You know, Not at that point in his uh, teaching and or teachings and learnings. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I don't think so. so. Zane? What if Anakin beat Obi-Wan on Mustafar? Oh, what if Anakin beat Obi-Wan on Mustafar? And we got a little... It wasn't a Lego. It was an animation or something, wasn't it? Uh, within it was the game? A, or? It was an alternate ending to the Revenge of the Sith game. There you first go. Came out. Yeah, what would have happened after that? That would have been cool to see. Kind of... Yeah. He kills Sidious, not to cut you off, but that's what happens in the game. ends. Is there any mention of Padme at that point? either i don't because... think so i don't remember it's been a long time since i've played it but i don't think there's any mention of padme the emperor comes down gives him his lightsaber hilt and it's red and then he like tosses it up and then stabs the emperor and then it's like this is my empire now with some cringe voice acting that they had for the game <laughs> but uh i mean because she wasn't dead at that mo at that time and what what would that mean for those kids being born under the tutelage of Darth Vader? That might be something, man. What else we got here? What's up, Solo Girl? Up, Solo and Andrew. Uh, so I wanted to. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I have no idea what just happened. I, literally, I'm going over to my browser and it just kicked us all up. I don't even know if we're broadcasting. Hey, you out? All, all yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, I know. Let us I know if we, you yeah. can see us. If you can't see us, and you give us something. <laughs> yeah, crazy. we're still alive. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, nice. We fixed the glitch. No, I don't know what that was. That wasn't me though. It wasn't me. Uh, 
Yeah. So I, one of the cool things I think when we, we as fans can rally behind something and, uh, be united at least in in some form or fashion and i think this is one of those things that there's a lot of folks out there that have their uh their dreams set on seeing stuff like what we're talking about um one of the ones i bring up in the article is uh, of course jar jar but um <laughs> the <laughs> empire if they would have won one at endor like what would that look like um and i think just kind of politically uh what's up eli uh, politically, that that whole the, I, I don't know, man. I think it, it would just be incredible um, to see how the rebellion would be finally stamped out. Uh, so for me, I mean, yes, we're the Sith Dominion, but but <laughs> this is gonna be so fun tonight. Okay, we're just gonna move on. Uh, the Sith Code. So uh, I think it's important that we start with why this exists, the Sith Code. And hold on one second. I'm going to pull something up here because there, uh, there was a dude that wrote some stuff. Okay. Uh, so... 6,900 before the Battle of Yavin is when the Sith Code was created. Um, she was one of the fallen Jedi who was on Korriban uh, during the ginormous nastiness that occurred way back. And what, what I find interesting about this is when you put the Sith Code side by side with the Jedi Code... Um, it's almost, it's almost like the they're the antithesis of each other, but, but not really totally opposite of each other. Um, I'm going to bring them both up and share my screen so we can look at them side by side. Uh, so give me a second here. Sorry for being ill prepared. Someone was keeping me, um, playing video games. They were, they were gaming. Uh, no. Uh, all right. Games. <laughs> all right. Okay, here we go. Share screen. Share the screen. How about just a window? There we go. Okay, can we see this? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Jedi Code. There is no emotion, there is peace. There is no ignorance, there is knowledge. There is no passion, there is serenity. There is no chaos, there is harmony. There is no death, there is the Force. And then I think we should tag on I, uh, the Force is with me. What is it? <laughs> I'm one with the Force, the Force is with me. Um, when we read this and then we read pieces of lie, there's only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall set me free. Stand alone on either of those. Is there anything inherently good or evil about either? 
No. 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 So would it be safe to... This is where I start getting on my soapbox. Would it be safe to say that... Oh, wait. Hold on a second, guys. I just realized I'm not Darth Zane. I'm Dr. Dana. Okay. <laughs> Back to the topic. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? I, I can't believe I just did that. Uh, we are live, right? Uh, yes, we are. We are. Inherently, there is no uh, good or evil. It's just a code. It's just uh, a mantra. It's just... Uh, a, a way of thinking and a, an ideology about what the force is and how the force is and what the force is within us and all around us. So when I see the Jedi code, I don't think, oh, that's that's for the good people or the Sith code that's for the bad people. When you read these side by side, Zane, what's the first kind of thing that jumps out as this is a huge difference in ideology. The Jedi Code mostly um, it, it, it talks about having uh, it's through the um, absence of this that this is there. Oh, I well, see. So yeah, everything is, is only saying there is no versus through, you know. Right. So everything is the absence of. It's almost. Yeah, it's almost like the Jedi Code is stating only fat. This is the way, you know, while the Sith Code is giving you the a way. cause and effect. Through this, this happens. Cam? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. I think that when you, I agree with Zane, like we see it very blatant in the prequels. It's like with the Jedi code, there is only one way. Like there is no gray area in terms of how the Jedi view things and how they want Jedis to act, even if they do act sometimes in ways that they stretch in terms of what Jedi ideals are mm -hmm. and all of that. And I think with the Sith, like we see, we see throughout like the uh, story from Legends and current, like some Sith, like Anakin, try to go to the dark side for to gain like power, to gain some type of uh, to gain some type of new skill or whatever. And other Sith, like Dooku, fall to the dark side terms of an ideal perspective mm -hmm. right and so there's but in the end like all of the sith they eventually kind of fall victim to the power that like the dark side gives them right mm -hmm. that's where i think at the end where it's like my chains are broken it's mm -hmm. like that's when they're like the force frees me but now like i eventually will assert my power on the force and let the force essentially bend to my will you know so there's an assumption i think or an implication of a certain amount of brokenness when i read the sith code i read a person alien what have you I see that as trying to make a change. 
I see it as in, in a very positive way. I can't just sit here and not have emotion. I can't now decision making. It's good to remove emotion for da, da, da. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm talking about that. I'm talking about just in the presence of these two things stand alone. It seems to me you have to be broken or seeking something to fall in align with the Sith code. Because what chains are you speaking about? What what strength, what passion do you have that you're trying to gain strength? Why are you doing this? Um and then at the end, it, it sh the force shall set me free from what? So I, it seems that there's going to be a certain level of pain involved with those falling within the column of the Sith code. And and I, I I'll let you guys uh, uh, dissent if if you'd like. Uh, but I think an example of that is you know the Darth Vader. I mean he he was broken and had to search out to get what he needed to fix himself and the only way to do that was not by the way of the jedi who's just to sit back and not be passionate and pursue those things but no i need to use my passion it's going to give me strength and it's going to give me power which is going to allow me to finally see the end um i don't know do you, i mean agree disagree I mean, I I kind of agree in the same sense, but I don't necessarily think like. Um, uh, I mean, I kind of agree. I, I just for me like, if I don't I don't know because like the Jedi had what Anakin wanted, like they had the tools to. Um, give like the Jedi archives right if he just mm -hmm. you know sits in the council chambers and waits like you know they kill Chancellor Palpatine whatever but I think like I think once uh I don't know I mean I was gonna say I disagree with you but I I kind I kind of agree on the on the Vader sense but I don't know yeah it just it, I, it, there's a seeking, you know, whether that's because of a brokenness or not. There's definitely some sort of I'm I'm trying to attain something other than he was, he was manipulated in a way, too. Right. Like Palpatine was manipulating him and almost because like he never really outright says, I know how to save your wife. It's like mm -hmm. through me, only you we can find out together. Right. Yeah. You know. And it's like, I feel like at that point he's so corrupted. And then obviously when he gets his injuries and all of that, and you know, Palpatine tells him Padme's dead. He's like, well, now this, now this figure is all I have. This guy's all I have left. Like now I have to almost abide by what he wants me to do. Yeah. You know? And I, I think, but then he falls more in line. Like he eventually falls further into the dark side because he's like, this gives me crazy strength and like i can just do whatever i want so it's the, no. the shortcut do, do you watch uh you watch the boys i do watch the boys okay so uh soldier boy right gets all you know about his dad in this in the last season uh and his, he never could get his dad's approval and 
when he finally became Soldier Boy and did all these great things, his dad said, "What? Like, oh, he took a shortcut." Um, yeah. So I think from the perspective of the Jedi, the only way to attain that oneness or the end goal of of perfection or purity is through not having emotion and understanding peace, not showing ignorance and understanding knowledge. Um, but in the end, I. <laughs> You know, do do you have force ghosts that are um, XR Kun, right? Or you have force yeah. ghosts that are Qui Gon Jinn. Um, so there's definitely, I think, something for everyone <laughs> on both sides, even in the uh, afterlife before becoming one with the force. Now, what does it mean to become one with the force? And just does, does following the Sith code not allow you to do that and i think there is some implication i'd like to talk about that but there's maybe some implication um when vader's mask is removed by by uh, luke and he says i have to save you you already have luke you already have so is there something deeper with this uh this it's more than just an ideal i think for jedi and sith it's 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 their livelihood. It's what they are at their very core. Do you think what what happened with Anakin and Qui-Gon and all of them in that Force ghost kind of happy place, do we know, and maybe I'm stepping out here, but do we know what it's like? Is it torment? Is it you know crazy chaos for those that follow the Sith that are in the kind of in between i've never I, i've never actually thought about that that's i've like i've always i mean we've always we've all kind of only been shown that like jet like jedi or people who die as jedi get to become mm -hmm. force ghosts right yeah I, I don't know what happens to sith i mean because eventually i mean we obviously see that Two, the Jedi and the Sith, or the light side and the dark side. I mean, there is there is some type of perfect harmony between the two that the Force naturally wants to achieve, right? Like, there right. can't be too many good, there can't be too many bad. You know, we kind of had that talk a couple weeks ago about my gripe with the Kylo Ren and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But I think it's interesting because I've never, I never honestly thought about what happens to the sith i i feel like in theory they would be able to have or i don't know maybe the force doesn't allow them to become force ghosts oh. because maybe the force i've always i've always you know because what i always think when i'm looking at these two i was like there's clearly no right or wrong way you know what i mean and I'm, <laughs> I'm not a gray jedi code guy either no, but yeah. I, I I know I know George is like the like the good guys like the Jedi they are the good guys they are who are supposed to win in yes. theory, but it's like I think the Sith would be able to have access to become Force Ghosts or some type of entity within the Force mm -hmm. to I don't know talk to future Sith or whatever because how else are they gonna prolong their ideals you know yeah and when you have i'm talking about xr kun again because we've talked about him on the show um working his way at least in legends around 
the Jedi Temple and and trying to possess Luke. Um, I I I have to think there's something more um, on that that just hasn't been explored. Maybe it hasn't even been dreamt up yet. <laughs> so I hate to think it hasn't been, but uh, surely someone out there uh, comes across this podcast and can can contact us and let us know. Um, or Cam, you have an assignment for next week. You can go try to find out what the heck happens to a Sith when they're gone. Yeah, I mean, for because you know you have like the you have like the people and uh, the scholars that are Tolkien scholars, basically. But um, we need some force. Star Wars scholars out there, I need to I need to understand what the Force is because, but I don't think anybody knows. There <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you go, Zane. Missy Zane. <laughs> so Darth Zane will be back here in a minute. So pieces of light. I'll leave this up here for now. Um, let's talk about this because I I don't think. When people say the Sith Code and the tenants, the tenants are, you know, through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. That's that's the tenants of the code, right? But our introduction, uh, which is the focus of the rest of our evening, is simply peace is a lie. There's only passion. It's like nice little executive summary. <laughs> To say, uh, this is this is what we have here now. This passion, blah blah. So, uh, you know, you haven't known very long today, and that's my fault. Uh, what our topic was, and I actually have all the shows ready for the next six weeks. Um, sorry about that, Cam. But <clears throat> you know what? What are? It's not like you haven't ever pondered that pieces of lie. There's only passion. It's something I sign off with, and it's something I. I 95% believe is true um, that a uh, true peace, there is no emotion. There is peace. Um, I disagree with that. I think uh, you can be objective, remove emotion, make a good decision. Yes. Uh, but it's like when you hear, yes, I'm sorry that you're fired. Um, it's just a business decision. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, it's a business. Well, how about we get rid of you and keep two of us? No, it's, I'm sorry. It's a, it's a business. There's no such thing as it's just business. Every <laughs> single business decision that's made impacts a people. And so I, I live by that. So when I hear there's no emotion, there's peace, immediately, just in my experience, I'm like, nah, there, I can't. I can't. I disagree with that 90%. No, I, I agree. I mean, Palpatine said in Revenge of the Sith, like you can't you can't truly know the force just through the dogmatic view of the Jedi, right? I mean and there's that text I think I brought up a couple weeks ago about Dooku. It's like you know, you see it in business today too. You know, Yoda wields his power, he's been training Jedi for hundreds of years. Oh, it's worked up to this point, the Sith are eradicated, we don't you know, there's no known Sith anymore, even though there is, they just can't see it. Right. And, you know, they. I, I think. I think through the Sith, right? I mean, conflict and those type of things that the Sith kind of chase, right? Like they, mm -hmm. they, they want, they can't stand the way the Jedi view things. Like people, people fighting 
people having emotion, people having lust and just other these all these emotions like that's a part of what makes us right that's what makes beings and in our world and in the fantasy world you know and it's like they can't the sith can't comprehend the fact that the jedi think there is no like there is no emotion it's pete it's like that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense that doesn't make any sense to them you know because the jedi have wants they want to become one with the force they want to be a better jedi they want they want things but it's so convoluted and we really see that in the prequel era i mean jedi at the height of their power and they just there is a smoking barrel just right in front of them and they just they can't see it there's and no they, way that yoda doesn't become complacent no way no no way i mean like it, it's like i said we see it in business it's like well i I mean, we've gotten this work for 40 years. Why would we yeah. change it now? You know what I mean? Like, I've, we all see that. What do you mean, 8-track player? Yeah. No. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. It's 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 every day. Um, and, and, well, it, so to your point, one of the things I like to use when I'm doing my coaching or, or actually supervising a team, um, I talk about how conflict – is okay and conflict is actually preferred when you're growing um and i like to compare it to a tree if we look at the jedi code and yeah y'all can disagree with me and call me out i don't care that's what this is about having conversation but if you plant a tree and go by the jedi code what are you supposed to do to make that tree grow yeah the tree the tree doesn't grow the tree doesn't grow now we flip over to the Sith code. Now I don't do this part in my discussion of with my coaching business, <laughs> but um, I do talk about conflict. When you plant a tree, the only way that that tree is going to live is if it gets flooded, nearly drowned. The soil it has to take its skin, its roots off its skin, and scrape and tear and push and destroy the earth around it as it's being destroyed by the earth chaos man conflict constantly as it grows there's everything from you know wind and varmints and dogs pissing on them or whatever it just keeps but it keeps growing and there's conflict the tallest trees ever known to man imagine the years that it took for it to get as big as it did yet the amount of conflict it had to endure to get to that and it's still there and it's actually something when i see the sith code that just excites me to think no no no, i'm not going to go searching for conflict (laughs) but i know how important conflict is in growth and when i read pieces of light is only passion it piques my interest through passion, I gain strength. Oh, hello. We actually have intent. We have motive. We have a direction. We have a vision. We have a hell of a lot more than sitting on our butts in the middle of a freaking uh, middle of Coruscant, all cushy chairs or hologram chairs or what. Ha- Sorry, I'm getting on a soapbox, man. I just uh, let ooh, it out. I love it, man. Let it out. Sorry. <laughs> ooh, I need some water. I mean, like, co- like, conflict is 
what makes us changes in our life is what makes us it's what it's how you grow as a as a human like i think the jedi of the old republic i don't know much about the high republic but the jedi of old i mean they were in constant battle with the sith mm-hmm. you know and clearly it showed them how what they didn't want to be like or what they didn't want to happen um, and they didn't want the galaxy to become under control of the of the Sith, but it's kind of like your tree analogy. I mean, they just sit up on Coruscant all day and train these two-year-old, three-year-olds that they took from their families. and mm-hmm. It's just you're indoctrinating is, is what it is, and you're telling, you're kind of stunting the growth almost of, what it means to know the knowledge of the force. That's why I kind of like legends, Luke for a few reasons, obviously, but I think Mm -hmm. the fact that he encourages students to, you know, know, know about the dark side, maybe channel some part of the dark side, you know? And I think there's, I can't remember who it is, but I know there's one, uh, assassin or something. I think that kills his, son or something but it's it was actually han's kid and you know it's the one time I th- he pulls her back up when she's falling down and he's like if you're gonna die you're gonna die by my hand type deal you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's like that that that's what the jet the jedi of old were so just i mean they're just so there there was never any way that they were going to achieve what Qui-Gon might have wanted them to achieve what mm-hmm. even Dooku might have wanted them to have been, you know, and Yoda's, I mean, they're just, the Jedi eventually become complacent because there is no growth without conflict. There is no, I mean, you have to, you, like, when conflict happens, like, you adapt, like, you have to change strategies, like, oh, maybe this worked five years ago, but we got to do it this way. You know, we're going to graduate from DVD players to streaming whatever you know what i mean like no you're right and uh you brought up dooku and obi-wan that was one of the uh the what ifs i talk about is you know what if obi-wan joined dooku and you brought up dooku earlier as well dooku left the order not for conquest or what have you it was a difference in ideology it was it was an understanding that they had become complacent it was an understanding that what what they were doing was ignoring or turning a blind eye to things that were bad corruption, uh, pirates, uh, slavery, genocide. I mean, the list goes on, and the Republic had turned its back, which is which made it ripe for a revolution of sorts in a political sense, because that's essentially what happened. Um, yeah, but I. So when I go back to, to thinking about th- those moments, the moments when Dooku is approaching Obi-Wan, he's not approaching Obi-Wan as I'm a Sith Lord and I need you to be my apprentice. He's approaching him as I know that you were taught by uh, Qui-Gon. I know that Qui-Gon and I felt very similar about a lot of things. And from what your old master told tells me you are on board with this too so come join me and i 
it wasn't a, a, a weird malevolent thing. I don't think, I think it was a genuine come, come, come to the correct side, if you will. Yeah. Well, I mean, even, even up to the point of his death, he's trying to convince Palpatine, like maybe, maybe we like, are you sure we don't want to take Obi-Wan, you know, like if, yeah. we, if we can turn him too. I mean, we may not need Anakin or it may even be easier to turn Anakin. You know what I mean? If we're able to turn Obi-Wan and oh, I mean, you can't fault Obi-Wan. He was so movie. Obi-Wan, I will say was so Jedi way or no way, you mm-hmm. know, and I know in Clone Wars, we kind of get a little bit more of a, is Obi-Wan really, you know, Jedi way or all the way, but, I mean, man, you know he's got a little kid running around somewhere. We all know. Oh, he's that. De- he's definitely. He's definitely got a little kid running around. But couple. I mean, Anakin, couple? go go do the Jedi thing, and I'm gonna have another drink or three. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's all. It's, it's like the Jedi like sending Anakin and Attack of the Clones to be guard for Padme. Oh, like, I mean, they were the Jedi from the beginning set Anakin up for failure in so many ways that could be its own six-part series but <laughs> if, if if yoda was that wise and that great of a foreseer of things always in future always in motion the future is like yeah i get that but he was strong in his vision so i how did he why i i don't i don't understand that that's a great point like what are you thinking you're gonna put like, a, this this alcoholic in a bar. Like, don't do that. Like, you know what's going to happen. That's terrible. Why would you set someone up for failure? <sighs> Sorry. Damn it. Well, it's like his lack his his lack of questioning. In when Anakin, kind of does the right thing and comes and confides in Yoda, and Yoda doesn't push. He's just like, just let it be. Just let it be. And you're like. This is the chosen one telling you that he is having, like, 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 what if those thoughts could have been of Obi Wan versus Padme? You know, he's like, I don't want my master to go out the same way as uh, Qui Gon. You know, I don't want the Jedi Order to fall or all of that. You know, and I mean, Yoda, like any person that's been in power for too long, I mean, Yoda was borderline a dictator. Yeah. In terms of how the Jedi operated, and I think that's that that's I mean that's why he goes into exile. I think he accepts defeat. You know. Yeah, Papa Palpatine was offering to nurture, um, where at, to to nurture those things, understand those things he was feeling, listening to, to have you talked to them about your dreams? Like, yeah, he know, like he was a confidant of Anakin, and he didn't. Yes, there was some <laughs> manipulation there, but as we've talked about before, there was a lot of influence that was built, uh, a lot of rapport that was built, allowing that influence. Sorry, and when when you look at that bigger picture of the seduction of the dark side, you know, of Anakin to the dark side, that took place over a very long, a couple of years, and over those years, you have this this guy who's struggling and broken and. The people who he works for essentially are saying, "No, no, no! You got this. Keep working. Uh, no, no time off. Got to keep working." And then you have Palpatine saying, 
Oh, come here. Let's talk about this. You know, I know you're struggling, and let me tell you about Darth Plagueis the Wise. So there's something about nurture in the Sith Code to me that is clearly absent to me in the Jedi Code. Yeah, I mean, I just, I can't, especially in terms of their code, there's really no, there's no right or wrong. It's like how there has to be a form of, like, with the, because, like, with the light side of the Force, clearly it makes you want to, there's, Jedi are viewed as good people, right? Yeah. But in terms of how they practice, are they really good people, you Mm -hmm. know? And with the Sith, it's like you get to get all of this, but eventually you fall to the corrupt nature of the dark side. And so it's like almost with these codes, it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. It's really you're yeah. kind of set up for failure in both aspects, you know, because one side you're a robot, the other side you get to kind of dip your toes into both, but eventually you succumb to the illness of the dark side of the force. You know? Yeah. The corruption physically in, in the uh, legends, I don't know if they've made all this canon, but it physically distorted people over time. Um, depending on how deep into the dark side you you lived. And yeah. I think kind of bringing that, what where we're at here back to pieces of lie, there's only passion. Um it goes back to the conflict. It goes back to what we were just talking about. There, There is no such thing as quote-unquote peace in the, uh, in the sense I think that they're trying, trying to play this. So you have, there is no emotion, there's peace, and we've touched that. But I, no, I think you, you can, isn't being in a state of peace or in a peaceful state that there is an emotion of content or an emotion of pleasantness or i don't know how to word that so i I, even from the get-go it just seems to me like it's a bunch of hooey or hokum (laughs) like what do you mean what do you mean because it makes sense to me that there really isn't a thing called peace there's a thing called peace but doesn't really exist and the only thing that really does exist is passion can we look through history and can we see that peace has always been destroyed by someone else's passion? Every war that we've ever had is about passion. Some side thinks that they're, they should have or should not. Some other side should not have something. Um, and it's, it's about passion. Does that mean it's bad? Well, yeah, if you're starting wars, probably not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to live your life like, a void of emotion. I, I just couldn't imagine, man. I mean, you see how pissed off I get just talking about the Jedi. I couldn't imagine looking at them objectively anymore because it's my experiences that brings my diversity to the table from where I'm from for this show, your diversity to the table, whoever else we have on. So there, there's no such thing as this no emotion objectivity. It's impossible. We're human. Oof. Okay, I'm off this soapbox too now, Cam. No, I mean, I've I've said it before. I think every, like, you know, I mean, Obi Wan showed visible emotion when Qui Gon dies. You know, 
you think he wasn't fighting Maul with, and I'm sure there's probably a book that, or a comic that further explains that, but it's like he, he was swinging a little different when he, when he, when he came out of that door after Qui-Gon was dead, you know? Yeah. And he's, you know, visibly crying, if I remember correctly, uh, you know, when he passes. Yeah. And, I mean, clearly, when he cuts Anakin, showing more visible emotion. You know, Yoda losing Dooku to the dark side, you know? You can't tell me he didn't feel a certain type of sadness for his apprentice falling to something that he taught him not to fall to. And it, and Mace Windu, who's... We could talk forever about the... What's the word? Uh, contradictory of Mace Windu's uh, role in the Jedi Order. You know, I mean, you can't be a robot void of emotion. That's not that's not the way humans or people or beings operate. You know. No. No, you're you're absolutely right. And my apologies for what's happening here with my. I've lost my camera. All good. Uh. So while that's sitting there, no, you're you're absolutely right, and I know. Uh oh. Oh, not focused. Well, guys, I guess we're going to wait till Dana comes back. I don't know where he is at. Hopefully, he comes back soon. Oh, I'm back. There we go. Zane can't join for a bit at least. See if he sent me a message. We're going to get him back soon, guys. All right, well, while well, Dane is gone. If anybody is wanting, you have not heard, 25th anniversary edition of Star Wars Legos has come out. And if you go to lego.com, you are able to pre-order the sets if you would like. I'm going to share my screen. Reorder the Millennium Falcon, R2-D2, with the Malik. Oh, wait, hold on. Holy. Oh, my goodness, y'all. Hold on. I might be. Gee. I was showing chat the new Lego sets that came out. I was trying to fill the void. Man, this has been insane. <gasps> Yo, dog. Hmm. Oh, my goodness. All right, hold on. Let me kill this. The more pre-Overwatch 
pre or Overwatch pre podcast with Zane again. Right. It broke his it broke his internet. I, you it know broke what? Setup. Yeah, I should have rebooted. <laughs> I didn't reboot. It's my fault. I should have rebooted. I usually uh, do to clear everything out, but I was out of time. And I had and I used uh Adobe Premiere for the intro outro while we were well, while everyone was waiting on me to finish it. <laughs> mm. All good. So yeah. So one of the reasons, uh, and I don't know that we've ever really discussed this, and I think this is a good time too. Uh, the question has come to me on several occasions of why the Sith? Why the Sith Dominion? Why do you want to talk about this stuff in this way from, from the show? And, and it's no secret. I have not made it a secret how much I really dig uh, Darth Vader. We've talked about it, and we'll keep talking about it uh, forever. Because Darth Vader is amazing. Um, but it's because I, I think a lot of times we, we collectively, the, the royal we, everyone, uh, tend to have preconceived notions because of something looking scary or sounding scary or what have you. And yes, dude, Darth Vader straight up walking in to uh, – the Corvette and throwing people side to side and uh, commander to the ship upon and what? Yeah. Like that's scary. And then you see Obi-Wan for the new generation where he takes that kid and straight up like <gasps> amazing. Yeah. Okay. But he let it corrupt him. Like you got to walk a line like Mace Windu. Um, there's nothing wrong with understanding both sides of the coin. So I, 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 my whole life have, have followed that path. Um, everything that I do uh, in business, there's people that used to work for me uh, that would absolutely tell you, no, 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 Dana, you're like the em emperor. You lay everything out and then you just start putting the pieces together to get to where you want to go to do what you need to do. Um, and and it, it hasn't always worked that way. It's something that I've learned to do. But honest, it's not like I, I sit there and like, oh, what's the Palpatine book playbook say? It's not like that. Uh, but it certainly is with, with the understanding that influence is super important. And the Sith were able to influence. In, in many cases that we've talked about, there was influence and not manipulation. When we're talking about Darth Revan and Darth Malik, when we're talking about uh, Darth Revan and, uh, or I mean, uh, Treya and the two, mm, the other two, that she, she helped, uh, gosh darn it, Nihilus. Uh, like help Nihilus maintain some level of sanity and uh, was able to, there's, there's passion in that and compassion in that. Uh, yeah. She had, you know, uses for him, but if you remember the triumvirate was a little different than what, you know, rule of two and the, the way that the Sith are uh, displayed and portrayed today. Kreia had other thoughts. Um, I think Dooku had other thoughts. So I have other thoughts and I don't believe that we can look at something in a very dogmatic way, in a very strict black or white way like the Sith and just dis disavow anything else that they've done uh, or in their code or in their ideology. We just dismiss it because whatever, if that's the case, because they kill people, then we have to go back to the whole Luke Skywalker killing 300,000 people in one shot. So it, it can't be about body count because you lose Jedi every time. Uh, <laughs> so uh, sorry, that's what bikes down. So that's why. 
um, Sith. And the reason I say uh, pieces of lie, there's only passion. That's how I sign off. Because the first thing I said is something ridiculous. Don't go to episode one and don't fast forward to the end. Watch the whole show and then just don't listen to the end. But my sign off was terrible and I'll never say that again. So I'm not telling you now. But pieces of lie, there's only passion. And it's because it's true. It's the beginning of the Sith Code. It's the beginning of the tenets of the Sith Code. It stands alone on its own virtue. And that's the last part we want to talk about. That statement stands alone on its own virtue. And that's why I say it. It's like an amen <laughs> in a way. Um, you know, let it be so. Well, uh, so say we all. If you're a BSG fan, oh, we need a Battlestar Galactica podcast. Um, sorry, that was not for this show. <laughs> so, so yeah, stand alone. Peace is a lie. There's only passion. It, it's a sentence. It's a comma space or it's a semicolon space. Either way, it's one statement. And the ideology, I think, is summed up within that statement. It stands alone. So that's why Sith. That's why the show's the way it is. And that's why the sign-off is what it is. Um, Cam. Do you believe that that statement can stand alone? And if so, or if not, why, why not? No, I mean, I agree. I mean, you know, there are, I think a lot of us have always leaned to the Sith in some way. Maybe I always hold the notion that people think they're a little bit better than they are. Um, and I think the Jedi thought that they were a little better than they actually were. I mean, think of how many people that they they killed, misplaced, uh, made suffer through not only bringing children into their ideology, but just the Clone Wars. You know, um, the fact that they, like Dooku said, they weren't able to help slaves and. Those type mm -hmm. of things. I mean, the Jedi are almost a sense of like they're that sh they're they're the strict parent that doesn't let you make mistakes. You got to be perfect. You got to be perfect at all yeah. times. When mistakes are a part of life, that's how you learn. That's how you grow. I mean, you should be allowed to make mistakes and fail and learn how to get back up and how to go again and not have to be this perfect being that you're never ever going to be you know and i mean i love the sith i mean i think revan's a good example of how one can achieve true balance in both sides of the force and can tap into both and reach the pinnacle of both sides almost you know and they're just more relatable i mean mm -hmm. the sith are more relatable to how we are in our own lives, you know, they're the Sith of these video games we play, the Sith of the Sith of books of old legend and all of that. I mean, they do a perfectly good job of being human in maybe like an inhuman type world. And you can't I think the prequels show the fact, you know, when you see Darth Vader at the beginning of the OT, you're like, who is this dark, this tall black being? Like, who's this guy in the suit? And you find out it's this 
farm kid's dad, and you're like, well, they're complete opposite ends of the spectrum. And then you see how he gets to that point. Yeah. And you're like, well, he was born to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, he was never given any type of tools to succeed. And clearly, I mean, he did make his own decisions at the end of the day, obviously. But for a good reason, he wanted to save his wife. Yeah. You know? I understand and, that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody would want to do, they would do some, they would do anything that they would do to save a loved one, to save, whether that's spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, family, or whatever, you know? It, it just makes sense. And the long-winded answer, but. I no, so here's the thing like um if i could take a page from mr miyagi from credit kid like balance daniel said right um the force needs balance you need balance and i i feel like there's a an attempt to strive or journey towards some sort of balance not peace just some balance that the sith continually do um there's in, in all the stories, uh, save a handful, um, they're not they're not just psycho whacked out psychopaths that try to kill her. But like this is just not what it is, and it's a it's a misconception. And um, when when you look at the way that Vader is portrayed and the growth of the character development, you have to understand that there is a level of something within him that had him fixated on being within the realm of the dark side. Like there had to be something. And then we find out in the prequels, oh, that's what, well, that makes sense because dudes will do silly stuff like that, like kill for their women. I don't know what that's about. Like some, a caveman, something, I don't know. Um, (laughs) That's not what this show's about. Um, But when I see that, um, it's, it's just amazing to me that that you see the growth and development of a character through all that, and then we see the Jedi. They're they're just sitting there. They're, they're, what, what growth? Are you gonna go read some more in the library? Like that's their growth. Not that that's bad. I mean, we need researchers and we need people to read. But yeah, read. I mean, I read too. But you know what I mean. That's their pathway to growth, training, and that there is no, I think, real tactile. Uh, you can't have peace. If you have peace, then you're not growing. You're stagnant. That's just the way I'm interpreting this. Oh, I mean, well, this may be a topic for future episodes and or if we talk about Anakin again or whatever, but it's like when they read the prophecy, right, there will be one that will bring balance to the Force. What, what did they think balance was? Because clearly... Hmm. I mean, if they think it's only the light, well, well, if you have the little pendulum or whatever it is, I mean, it's like Thanos has. It's perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Everything's in the middle. It's not one side, it's not the other side. That'd be out of balance. It's all in the middle. So clearly, the one that would bring balance to the Force would have some, a little bit of both, you know? How arrogant narcissistic for the Jedi to think that balance meant them. I just, that just hit me. Mace, you know, isn't he supposed to be the one that brings balance to the force? Yeah, maybe, but that doesn't mean you're a part of that. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, like no, how I mean, arrogant they were, right? Yeah, I mean, it. they did misread the prophecy. Qui-Gon might have read the prophecy correctly because he was able to look at it from a different perspective, from a different point of view. And in the Jedi, you can't have different perspectives. You can't have other people's thoughts. There is only one way of thinking, right? Like, it's... It's so just not relatable. <laughs> and I think it's a shame we didn't get more Qui-Gon um, because I really would be able to relate more to him than I could Obi-Wan, at least in the first two movies. Um, in the third movie, I could relate much more to Obi-Wan, but Qui-Gon was head, head and shoulders. Like, yeah, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I'm not going to do that because I don't think that's right. And I'm not afraid to tell you it's not right. And if that means I'm not going to, you'd, you'd be a master. You'd be on the council if you just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> it's like, yeah. He's like, I can't. I, I don't know what you want me to do. You want me to turn, turn my back on who makes me me? No way. Yeah, I mean. Do you think Qui-Gon, we'll go back to a what if real quick. Do you think Qui-Gon would have joined Dooku if the timing was different? I don't think. I mean, I don't think the instinctive answer is yes. I think it's more of like he might. He might have. I think in the long game, he probably would have eventually came over to his side. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't think if you put him in Obi Wan's shoes that he immediately goes. I think it's more of like. I don't know. I mean, it could yeah. it could honestly go either way. I mean, I mean, I don't see him like okay, yes, te I pledge yeah, myself yeah. to your teachings. Like, no, I think in in I believe I I don't know what the timing was, and I don't recall. I think they talked about it in uh, Visions. Could be wrong, but there's an episode of Qui Gon and Dooku. I just don't remember if in that episode they talk about that or not. Uh, where like the timing of when he was already under the influence of Palpatine. It was after. Well, he was he was talking with Palpatine because I mean he was kind of playing double Asian. He was kind of talking with Palpatine and warning the Jedi that a darkness was coming. But it wasn't until um, after Qui Gon dies that the Yadel scene and all that in front of the tree and all that stuff yeah. happens so because it's like he goes to palpatine and he's like you've gone too far and palpatine's like well i lost an apprentice and so did you it's just fair you know mm -hmm. <laughs> like he like an even trade i mean i think in some form or way qui-gon would try to he would meditate obviously on it for a long time and just follow whatever the force wants him to do and what he thinks the force wants him to do because that's kind of i think how the way qui-gon operated you know so this might be a little controversial but tell me what you think peace is a lie there's only passion no it's not it's not over controversial here. <laughs> over here you have is he the one i'm interpreting that he is the one mm -hmm. would it be safe to say that without consciously 
starting to move towards the code of the Sith, he was at least turning away in that moment when he decided to go against and train him on his own. When he decided to go against the council, I believe maybe he was turning his back more on the Jedi code, not necessarily turning towards the Sith code. Yeah, I mean, Qui-Gon, I would think, would say he served the will of the Force. Whatever the will of the Force was is what Qui-Gon was going to do. You know, if they they beat Darth Maul, I mean, he's leaving the Jedi Order to go train Anakin to mold him into, to give him everything that he can through the Force, in terms of what the Force can give Qui-Gon to teach to Anakin to make him feel the, to fulfill the prophecy, Mm -hmm. you know? Instead of what we got, which is a couple roadblocks and a couple falls and up, up and down, but eventually he fills the prophecy, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think Qui-Gon's such a. I mean, I never watching those, and I didn't even think about how big of a death he was until the Dave clip when the Mandalorian stuff came out and Dave was talking about it. I'm like. Man, there really was a lot more depth to maybe not the best movies, but now you're looking at it. I'm like, man, that is those movies just mm-hmm. that is that is Star Wars. Like, I see a lot of Obi Wan in Kanan. Quite frankly, Kanan, I thought was very uh, attuned. Well, became very attuned to, to the Force, um, and would make decisions based on i know what's right by the jedi but i also know in this moment like the bendu or whatever like this isn't stuff the jedi would be messing around with and uh i think for the story it needed to be there but i the way they wrote kanan i really would associate him more with that uh type of of ideology the difference being he's going at it alone a lot like luke had to um whereas Qui-Gon had all the, he was that, uh, what do you call it? Uh, ah, I forget the word. Privileged. There you go. He had all the, the stuff that Kanan didn't. But they still, I believe, were very attuned in a specific way to the Force where they felt like they would do what the Force was commanding regardless. Uh, I, I agree, which... I mean, not 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 to get on my soapbox again here, but that's just <laughs> you know, it makes that that that's why with what we've gotten recently, it makes it makes no sense. Yeah. The, the direction they're heading. Of course, I I do like that scene where Luke goes like the sacred Jedi texts, and Yoda's like, oh, read 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 them, have you? And I was, that that that's always a funny scene. Okay, like, but did he did did he read them? So here, here's my problem with the sacred Jedi text. Lucas created a world where there was no paper. And that was like a thing. So the fact that they didn't pull this paper out of nowhere, I'm just like, it took me out of the movie the moment I saw a book. Because I know, and I grew up with, there is no such thing as paper in the Star Wars universe. Well, there is now because we just wrote it in. Yeah. Can't, can't do it. Sorry. So the Sacred Jedi text, I'm 
jaded. Like I can't talk about it because that's all I see is paper. Sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> no, I, lying, damn it. <laughs> no, I I agree. I mean, it just that's why with I I don't think, and of course we have the Legends books to go off of, but I don't think with the Luke we see in Return of the Jedi, I don't see him with sort of gaining the knowledge that he was able to gain from Obi-Wan's hut and certain things or whatever. Trying to do the same thing that the Jedi of old did, which mm -hmm. clearly didn't work, and he knew why it didn't work, because it failed his father. Why would he do something that failed his father? You know? Exactly. So that, that doesn't make any sense, because Luke was passionate. Luke yeah. was passionate about saving his father. That was the whole point of three movies. So, yeah, there was a moment uh, and we all know it in ROTJ where I think he really tiptoed that line, and it was right there where he was just wham, wham, just hammering. Um, and he's got mm -hmm. his dad, you know, Vader, uh, Anakin Vader down on the ground and cuts off his hand or whatever. Um, he he wasn't tiptoeing through the tulips there, man. He was straight up pissed and it wasn't like pissed like you're gonna kill me and i'm gonna defend myself it was i'm passionate about my sister about my yeah. family about my friends and i will do whatever to protect them and that's sometimes how it starts isn't it anakin <laughs> yeah um, like you said we can relate to characters who have flaws and I think the Jedi are portrayed as being flawless or believing themselves to be like they could be, I think, equated to like in the biblical sense, like the Pharisees and Sadducees, right? Like they were up here and they're just looking down like, no, no, we'll tell you what to do. We'll help you out. Everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about now. Nah, who's this other? Nah, don't worry about that. You know, I think I, I kind of equated to that and they got complacent and then challenged anything that challenged them. Well, con con conflict is good. Different perspectives is good. That, that's that that's the natural course of light. If only we could like take like the last like ten minutes and send it to Lucasfilm in 2012 and be like, hey, here's a here's just a helpful little. Here you go, man. Of, hey, I'll, yeah, hey, I'll, here you go. I'll be a sip. Yeah. There we go. There you go. <laughs> you know, maybe 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 actually get some people in there that you know are passionate about the story you're trying to tell. In the world you're you're trying to expand but that would make too much sense so you know i i find it interesting in this uh sense of time um time time is the same in the star wars universe as it is here uh, a year essentially is a year roughly and when you look at the lifespan of those that have had opportunities like palpatine um they have to do things to keep themselves alive because we only get 100 years you know <laughs> and so uh the amount of uh conquest or the amount of uh just success for accomplishing their vision uh the sith in their short lifespans um and a lot of times it's cut short because yeah their apprentice kills them um yeah <laughs> so much so much is accomplished though and you know what do you accomplish over three movies 
all y'all accomplished to do is sit on your ass and talk about where you needed to go or what you needed to do. You, sorry, the Jedi. Whereas the Sith were literally taking over. They were moving. They were shaking. They weren't just resting on their laurels. And peace is a lie. If you really break that down, what's going to make you successful? Sitting around thinking, oh, it's peace and quiet. It's great. No, you're going to just stagnate and die. Go do something. Be passionate about something. I got a TikTok. I'm starting to go off again. You're going to have to stop me, Cam. I got a TikTok. I don't know which one it is. Just scroll. You'll find it. Uh, but I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about how you, you got to be passionate. There's there. I think it was like a rainy day or whatever. And it's like, so what? You're alive. You're breathing. Let's go. Let's do this. You got to be passionate. Uh, you would always see Kiali Kiali Moon. I can never say his name. But he's just you know, kind of te- mm-hmm. Yes, we are going to be taking over the uh, battle at the like. Shut up! What are you talking about? And then you have Qui Gon, right? Qui Gon who turns his back, in our opinion, and he's like, "Then I'll train him myself. I'll do what I have to do to make sure that we see this through." Uh, heads and tails difference. One is on the council and was allowed to be on the council because, like you said. He subscribed to and followed the rules that the Jedi put out. And whatever the Jedi say, that's gold. You challenge that status quo and what happens? You don't get on the council. You end up turning into Darth Vader because you're on the council, but you're not a master. <laughs> but there's passion. That's the point, right? There's If, if you don't have passion for anything, what, what are you doing, man? Wait. Uh, I mean, you can't go. I mean, if you want something, you got to go get it. That's how... That's how the world is, you know, and that's how, that's how that, that's how I think Star Wars world is too. If you want, if you're passionate about becoming more attuned with the Force, well, you're gonna have to go learn more about the Force than what the Jedi are telling you. You know, you're gonna have to go learn more. You're gonna have to go want it. You're gonna have to want to do something, you know. Yeah, I, I may not uh, subscribe to certain, let's say, uh, political views or, or what have you, governments, uh, but that does not keep me from reading about said types of forms of government and or uh, isms. And so I, I think it's important from, from a human perspective, we, are, we do have a short amount of time, and it's important that we enjoy ourselves, we enjoy our lives, but in order to do that, it's much better when you're on the growing side <laughs> than whenever you're on the stagnant side. Um, I think that's whenever you get the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Right. You, you that that was a huge sequoia tree in the the, uh, the Jedi order. And it was chopped down hard because the sequoia never knows it's coming. Neither did the Jedi. So. Yeah. I think using the tree analogy to sum it all up is <laughs> important too, because in the end, if if you can see it coming, I don't know if you you know this. There's some uh, research out there that trees will actually sprout up stuff to like help protect itself, like just weird stuff, man. Trees are sometimes they walk. There's some videos on the dark web, but yeah, trees. Yeah, no, I mean, so if you're only around people that have the same viewpoint as you. Just surrounded like if you're in a bubble you're not ever you're not ever going to grow and be the be the person you're you're meant to be 
surround yourself with people that have different ideas, perspectives, desires, passions. That's what's going to really show you that the world and everything around us is so much bigger than us and the five people we're really close to. So, Yeah, I got cut off, um, which happens very rarely now in my car because everyone likes my car and they just go up and down and take pictures. It's it's a nice ego stroke. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> no, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a sick car. Not to it's, a, so, it's a sick uh, car. Thank you. Uh, I end up, you know, guy cut, uh, cut someone off. Whatever happened, it was in, unintentional. And the dude uh, kind of, you know, you know uh, and then he kind of notices the car and he's like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. Um, point is, in that moment, like that dude doesn't know that I'm Dr. Dana Martin of the Sith Dominion. And actually, there's three people watching right now that do know who Dr. Dana Martin is. But outside of those and... three people, nobody knows who I am. And and it doesn't matter. It's not like I was thinking, uh, oh, who does he know who I am? It's more, he's the star of his universe. This person is the, I'm the star of my universe. You're the star of your universe. You're just like co-hosting here, but you're the star of your show, right? And uh, I'm the star of this show, but then I go on MCU and I'm nobody. <laughs> I'm just, just, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Echo, what's that? Um, so, yeah. so yeah, this dude. Uh, this is his story that he's living. This is his life he's living, and this is his uh, his drama, his his movie. Yeah. Who am I to try to take away center stage in his movie? Now, if he comes to me and asks me, "Hey, let's uh, let's 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 both be co-stars in this movie," then maybe I'll help, and I'll be a co-star. But understand that every single person on this earth only has, right, so much time. And every single person is never going to know who you are. And you're not going to know every single person. So at the end of the day, who are the people that you know? Who are the connections that you've made? And have you shown them you, your passionate you, the passionate you that makes shit happen, the passionate you that kicks ass every day, the passionate you that gets up in the morning even though you don't want to, but you know you got to, that passionate person, the Sith did that that's what the sith were about passion peace is a lie there's only passion next week through passion i gain strength we're going to hit the very first tenant of the sith code we're going to talk about uh through passion i get straight so here we started really going down the passion uh passion pathway <laughs> oh that sounds I'm never saying that again uh, here in the last few minutes. Uh, but this is what we're leading off with uh, next week is passion. So um, I would like to, if you if you want, want to take a little assignment for the week, Cam, and try to find out if uh, what we were talking about there at the beginning, what was that? The, uh, the Sith, what oh. happens to Sith when they die? Like, are they just yeah. oblivion or one with the force or what? Yeah, no, we got to figure I'm, that out. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> It'll be fun. We'll we'll have a new segment. What a cam learn. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, thank you guys. You guys, Zane. Sorry, uh, his last comment. I'll show that. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't gonna do. He wasn't gonna be able to play. To play, yeah, guys. Yeah, guys, <laughs> please, play please like and subscribe. To give good yes. vibes. To, uh, not only the channel, and the multiple other 
podcasts that are and all the content for GNN, but we got to get we got to get good vibes to Zane's internet. Yeah, like, Zane's internet. Like, awesome. Yes, liking and subscribing helps the algorithm, which allows us to maybe help Zane get better internet. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, next week, we're going to be doing passion. Next week, uh, oh, I'm going to attempt to do something crazy. So if you're listening to the podcast, um, tune in to TikTok and the Sit Dominion TikTok and Geek News Now official on youtube or on facebook uh wherever we're broadcasting this because i'm gonna have like a dual broadcast i'm gonna broadcast us broadcasting but on tiktok something i'm gonna try to do that and i'm gonna talk it up so if you have tiktok you can watch us there um next week as well it's not gonna be exactly like this because it'll be just a phone whatever you'll see um but yes every wednesday all of our previous shows go up to all your favorite uh, places to listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, which is going away. I was just told it's going into YouTube podcasts, FYI, PSA. Uh, tune in. They are working on MCU Mondays. They've been going over Echo. They just did episode two, I believe, uh, last week or this yesterday. Uh, I know that uh, Geek Gauntlet is on Saturdays. We have Thursday is cantina happy hour i don't know what they're working through on cantina happy hour if someone knows out there put it in the message uh point is there's something for everyone uh if you go to geeknewsnow.net you're gonna find all sorts of stuff from anime to star trek to star wars and actually uh i don't want to let the cat out of the bag uh but john john is uh one of our other podcasters, he does the War of the Stars pod. No, he doesn't. That's Mark. Shoot. What is this podcast? I can't. Tra uh, lightsabers and Captain's Logs and Lightsabers. Oh, yeah, I got it. Uh, Captain's Logs and Lightsabers. And so uh, we're maybe going to talk about some stuff. I might jump on that show, too. So that'd be awesome. And I know we'll try to get uh, Jonathan on as well. Um, whew, that was a mouthful. That was a lot, but I need to make sure I pay the bills. I got to say everything like, and subscribe. Seriously, folks. Uh, it helps so much. Um, yeah. Cam, any closing thoughts, any parting shots? Oh, just like, like, and subscribe. Saints Heck internet's going to be better next week and tune in next week to see our resident TikToker, Dr. Dana. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Cam with, uh, finding out if Sith just dissipate when they die. Who knows? We'll find out. Anyways, listen, it was a great show. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Zane. And we are out. Remember, kids, peace is a lie. There's only passion.